2: Follow the, follow,
0: the money. follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss
3: and Polly Howard on VSIN. Top of the morning to you. It is Follow the Money here on v the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino on tap today in terms of guests. Matt Humans in 45 minutes. Best bets in the final four. And for this week's event in golf. Matt Baskersian, an hour and 15 minutes from right now. Can't wait to talk to him. Matty. Who is his uh, 2022 version of Corbin Burns at 50-1? to Oh, uh, what a call it was. Huh? Indeed. Last year, before opening day, had that right here on this show. And then in two hours, Keith Smith, who covers the NBA and the Boston Celtics. And, Paulie, that's where we are going to begin tonight with that game from last night. Up in Toronto, that went to overtime, and the Celtics eventually lost by three with, you know, Big movement on the point spread and the total. And then going into the game, it was announced after our show. We kind of had an idea what they were going to do. But Jalen Brown, out, missed the game. Al Horford, same thing. Jason Tatum, not going to play last night. And then the big news that we got during the day, Robert Williams not only missing that game, but now with the meniscus. Oh, just just for the Celtics. I, I feel horrible for the team and for the fan base. Yeah. This really, really stinks.
4: No. The fact that it's a historical run, as we talked about it from much on the show yesterday, and now huge loss. And and, and our guy Perk says they can't get out of the second round without him. He's so important defensively, mm. and also what he I might be right. You know, it also depends on matchups too. It does. Yeah. But that's. Uh, I mean, they again. They were consider this. They were eighteen and twenty-one, and now they're fighting for the one seed, one of the best records in the league. So uh, it's only happened twice in history, by the way, as we talked about too. When you're under. When you're at 500 or worse at the break, and then you have a 600 winning percentage, and you can't really count that 0203 Laker team with Shaq and Kobe. It was Shaq saying, "You know, I I'm, I got hurt on company time. I'll I'll heal and get surgery on." Company. It was the Pippen. What it was, I want to bleep up my summer. So, yeah, it, it, it's 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 unfortunate. It's just, but that's the big story around the league. You know, look what happened last year. Were they the best team? Maybe, but also they, it helped that Kyrie got hurt, Harden got hurt. Suns were a good team. We know that, but all, what they ran into with all the Lakers, Davis got hurt, Hawaii was hurt. Sometimes just it's a war of attrition. And that's know, what the really NBA's is. turning into. Sure. And now, like I said, Keith Smith's
3: coming up in two hours, and he tweeted this out last night. Every time the Celtics have been rolling since twenty eight, they lose a key player to an injury at an inopportune time. Yeah. Goes all the way back. And he thought he thinks that he probably missed some. Hayward, twice. Kyrie, Jalen Brown, Williams now. Green, Perkins, KG, all on this list. And I know other people are tweeting about this as well. Like, it's like every year since, like, 2017, I believe, where they lose a key guy, like, around this time of year.
4: Yep. Yep. He's a good story, too. I mean, he had issues coming in. He missed the original press conference. Uh, he couldn't get his personal life together early on. Yep. And then it, it become a hell of a player and, and also helping out with Smart, too, to coincide with this run and what they're doing defensively. I know they have a sick run uh, when Smart is healthy. But he's just, as Bill Simmons said, he's exactly what you want in a big guy down low. You don't have to run plays for him. He's good with the putbacks, great defense, sure. rebounding, and what he brings to the table. And it's just, uh, and just like Memphis, right? They're cocky. They know they're good. Chemistry, camaraderie, that's what Boston had, too. Incredible turnaround and a great job by Udoka.
3: Well, and one unfortunate thing about this whole thing as well, Jason Tatum admitted yesterday, basically, that he can't win the MVP. He goes, if I would have gotten off to a better start this year. Oh, he said that. Oh, he did. He said, "If I if I if I got off to a better start this season, who knows? Maybe I could win the MVP." Basically, saying he's not going to win. He probably is not going to. But when he's making this kind of a run, and five hundred to one was available for a long right. time, right? And that crashed all the way down to like hundred or one hundred seventy-five to one at some
4: spots. Look at the smart stuff David Thorpe's on. He's hundred to one a couple weeks ago. He's the favorite now. Uh-huh. to win Defensive Player of the yeah. Year. Yep, he was hundred to one when David Thorpe brought that up whenever that
3: was, not that long ago on this show. And we know that uh, Follow the Money viewers and listeners got down on Marcus Smart. Who knows what's going to happen with that award? And there's been a new favorite every single day, I think, coming back. Right. Yes, but also, right. like, I look at the Celtics, So and so, like, let's just pretend for a second here that they land in the four seed, and then Chicago is the five seed. They don't need Robert Williams to win that series. They will take out the Bulls, no problem, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Then, if they're the four, they, they would advance to take on... You know, the winner of the 1-8 in the Eastern Conference. And who the hell knows? That could be the Nets or the Sixers or the Heat or the Bucks. You don't know who that's going to be. But could they beat any of those teams without Robert Williams? I mean, it's a key loss. But I could see the Celtics absolutely making that a 6-7 game series and, and being winnable there for them. I'm not going to rule them out yet.
4: Hard to trust Philadelphia. I uh, absolutely you can't is. trust hard in a big game. No, you can't I'll tell you that. So it'd be a hell of a matchup if they match up against Milwaukee or the Nets, but the Nets have their own issues and they're not going to get Simmons back. And who knows, even if he can come back, what he's going to be like, but I don't envision uh, Simmons coming back with the back. So, uh, I'll trust our guy perk about how big of a loss this is. And, uh, just the huge for the uh for the Celtics. Well, how about last night? Yeah. Well, so, I and mean, then they're right there though. Too. Yeah, they go to overtime. Everyone yeah, he, everyone's out and they go to overtime. You could actually leave, they blew the
3: they blew the game. Yeah, right. So I mean they're up by what? I think it was nine points in the fourth quarter after it was tied at eighty at piece going into that quarter. Yep. And then the, the Raptors got a bucket late to force overtime and they were right there with them, and smart, played awesome again last night. Yep. Without now four of their, you know, biggest guys in the on the whole
4: team and in the rotation. hmm You're gonna be quick to dismiss this, but Paul George is back at practice. Anthony Davis is back at practice. Uh, LeBron is doubtful tonight. But there are reports now that if the Clippers survive the play-in round and make the playoffs, Kawhi could come back. you imagine? Hey, we're the Phoenix Suns. We just won 66 games. Oh, here you go. Here's Paul George Powell and Kawhi Leonard. Imagine that. Yeah, I think it's a sweep still. You're kidding. Or a five-game series. No problem. I I think the Suns team... I think the Suns team
3: is absolutely incredible. They are. they are. I think they're loaded and they're amazing and every adjective and you know whatever word you want to throw out about this team fits with them because they're so good and balanced and well coached. Uh I would say this like if the if the if that happens for the Clippers, now they're not going to get better than the 8, but if it was like the Warriors against the Clippers and they're all coming back the way the the Warriors are going right now and they who knows the, about their health? They get the 7. They would if they could meet Minnesota. So could they get the seven in the Warriors land? The Good. two is that possible? I don't. I don't know. The two is, though Memphis,
4: with what happened last night. Yeah, Memphis, Memphis is going to be the two. two. I think Golden I think, State might be the four. I yeah, I know. Dallas I know. A game yes, back.
3: Right. Yeah. I also think I think the Grizzlies would kill the Clippers too. But I think if somehow, yeah. some way, they were up against it uh, with the with the Warriors, sure, then it'd be like. But, but Kawhi hasn't played in a year.
2: Yeah.
4: You know what? Can you expect? Well, that's fair too. But that's just. <laughs> I mean, imagine you win all those games and I who you might have to encounter in the first round, however it plays out. You never know. Or or the Pelicans, all of a sudden you get Zion back, which who knows what he has in the tank as well. But that's this is wild. But yeah. that report is a good call by you again. Memphis cashes first. No problem. First quarter, first well, half. Well, the one by four. But It, it depends
3: uh, on what number you got, too.
4: It's a 9-1 and one run in the first quarter and 8-2 and two run in the first half for Memphis. They've covered 9 of the last 10 in the first quarter.
3: Very tight for the first quarter, and then you look up at halftime. Oh, it's 63-37 with no Jackson, no Morant, no problem. They are deep. Uh, David Thorpe was all over that yesterday, he, and he's right. I mean, how teams you know, kind of shrink the ro- uh, rotation in the playoffs, but this team is 10 deep, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then I'll give you one more from last night. And uh, again, on the MVP, what, what Jokic did last night, and this is all you need to know. And this has been the story all year long. Here are the numbers with him off the floor. He played thir- uh, they they played thirteen minutes without him on the court. They had a sixty seven seven point nine offensive rating. Defensively, it was one twenty four point one. That net rating is negative fifty six point three. With him on the floor, thirty five minutes, one twenty seven on offense, one hundred on defense, plus twenty seven. Without him last night, they get they lose by probably twenty five points. Mm-hmm. With him,
4: they win the game. Yep. And now they're. A game back of the Jazz? They will tie the Jazz if they lose tonight in Los Angeles. And the games won or pick 'em. pick And the Jazz are reeling. They've lost four in a row. Gobert and Bogdanovich are questionable. But the Clippers have lost five in a row and eight of ten. They've been playing with key guys out. This is juicy. I'm still seeing
3: big numbers in the Nuggets to win this division. How high? Uh, well, I... At some spots, the Jazz were minus $9 still yesterday. Oh, that's
4: crazy. They lose tonight? My God, it's on right now. You could find... As bad as they bet.
3: I mean, if you can find the Nuggets at like 6-1 to one right now, I don't know that's still available this morning. It's very early. But 6-1, to one, right there within range? I don't know. I've seen crazier things happen. Yeah. And by the way, last night, pregame, uh, both guys were on the court, working out, shooting, meeting uh, Jamal Murray and... Uh, Michael Porter. That's another
4: one. I don't even know. Yeah, what happens with that? But well, that's that's the other thing about the MVP, and I know he's the best player in the league. But what if they get the seventh seat? I've, I've heard multiple people with votes say I can't vote for this guy if they're the sixth. They'll the poo poo on that. Yeah, I can't do it. They're right. not playing or I can't do it. You know, and and that probably will be the downfall there. Yeah, and that's why Embiid yep. will probably win. And they are the classic example of they play up to their competition and down to their competition. The serve, uh, Spurs survived. They didn't cover. They have the tiebreaker over the Lakers now. They so do. The Lakers are going to lose tonight. It's a lot of points though. Uh, eleven and a half against Dallas. Shame on the league. This is this is the national TV game. No, Sixers the, the Bucs play the Sixers. Yeah, and they got the Lakers, Lakers Dallas game on on TNT. Can, can we flex out of this? Is uh, this like Sunday uh, Night Football? So it, when Dallas wins, the Lakers will fall to the eleven. Oh, mom.
3: Yeah, think about that. They need the game. The Lakers have to have it. They have to have pretty much all these games to actually make the play-in, and they're catching 11.5 points tonight. Oh, God. Good luck, fellas. I know. Who
4: knows when LeBron's coming back and when he'll be close to 100%.
3: Yeah. Mobley went down last night. Yeah. I can comment on that coming up here in a little bit about the rookie of the year, and we can kick that around. Uh, It looked bad at first, but then he came back and he was walking – And I know that there was a big talking point last night about, uh uh-oh, is it time to get Barnes to win the Rookie of the Year? I will explain that coming up here in a little bit on Follow the Money. And the first hour of this show is brought to you exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Up next, an 11-point move on a total last night of the NBA. And I'm being told we have a top five human video that you're ever going to see in win some, lose some. Coming up next.
2: Win some,
4: lose some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check
0: out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow,
5: winning! Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser. Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some,
4: Lose Some. All right, here we go. Favorites last night in the Association: seven and two straight up. Overs in hockey: four and one. Goal in the first ten? Yes. Five and zero. Oh couple up. What was this? A King. Thanks a lot, L.A. Seattle, no problem with the Kings. God, 6-1 less. Yeah, I'm in a penalty box for that one. My God. Horrible. Couldn't believe it. Want to make the playoffs? Huh? Sabres plus 145. They won as well. Atlanta, six and a half up to eight and a half, and the over. 234 up to 237. I saw the in play as high as 258.5. Yeah, makes sense. 132-123 final. Got a little hairy there late, shouldn't have. Knicks-Bulls under, 223 down to 218. That's a bad loss by the Bulls. Uh, I mean, they've been fade material yeah. now for a good six weeks. Yeah, you've been all over. Yep. Yep. Grizzlies-Warriors under, 225 down to 221. Well, it's 20-16 in the first quarter. Uh-huh. I mean, and, and they, it, was, it kind of blew up exploded after up, Exploded late. All right, here we go. Subscribe. Be part of the team. Beeson.com. Our radio and podcast friends as well. Here we go, right out of Mission Impossible, right? The last one I went to see it back to back days was incredible. Uh, this, the, the, these buddies are going skydiving, and you see, oh man, this the, the two buddies collide, and he that guy is knocked out cold, knocked out, and his buddy sees it. This guy's Superman, and he comes all the way over. Way, way up. And I, I, he assesses the situation. He goes, I have to save this guy. He's knocked out cold. And he lands it. Look at him. He grabs him. And you see the guy does, is completely knocked out. And he grabs him and fires out to shoot. And he saves his life. Incredible. Well, I mean, you can tell that these are pros
3: or experienced jumpers, there's well, no question. Right.
4: How about when they collided, though, midair?
3: Oh, uh, I mean. Oh, that was brutal. Because, yeah, they're doing, like, tricks up in the air. I mean, is this it coming again? Oh, no, okay. Grabbed him right here. Oh my God, I just. That's a I, replay when he grabbed I get it. the Willies watching this tape. Yes. And I've, I, I did actually do this one time when I was 19 years old when skydiving. Well, I won't do Our, it. You won't do it. Our I producer, Dustin, said no chance? No way. Well, I'm afraid of heights, but I don't want. Well, one thing goes wrong. At, at, at this age, uh, there was no way I would do it ever again. But at 19, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. And uh, I mean, it's the most exhilarating feeling I've ever had in my entire life.
4: Did you ever do the bungee jump thing? No, God, no, that's another did that thing. Way. Anyway, you can
3: bungee jump off the stratosphere yeah, here. No, right here. no, thank you. Huh. I think I'll pass on that one. Uh, yeah, no part of that. Incredible video.
4: My God, guys knocked out in midair. That is right. You're right. Good call. That's Mission Impossible. Yeah, same thing. Same yeah. thing happened. Right. Then uh, they land on the Eiffel Tower. Look at the leopard cub here sneaking up. Uh, oh! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Like <expect> that? <laughs> Scared? Yeah. Scared. Great move. Coming in. Sneaking up. The Cubs sneaking up. I don't know. I how, how, uh, doesn't see him. Comes over. Hey, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> that was great. That is excellent. Uh, top notch. Uh, boo this man on Twitter. Follow the Money Army. He says, I, I, I talk about Ultimate X all the time. His top game was taken. Wasn't available at the casino, so he went over to Ultimate X. He's playing a dollar a push. And he gets dealt. The What a rush this is. He gets dealt three aces. The top two are ten times. Of course, he gets the one on the bottom, but he'll take it. It's $4,000. Okay. He gets aces and a kicker twice. But that imagine he gets that ten times. So, imagine if that's dealt. That's a monster if it's dealt. Lose some. Spurs Rockets under. 238 down to 234. No good there. 123-120. Cavs Magic over. 215 to 217 and a half. Heat, Kings under, 220 down to 216, 123 to 100 uh, Miami. Lose some. little late for the apology, Will Smith. A little late. But I thought David Spade had a good tweet, uh, 514. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm going out of order. But everyone talking about why didn't he, he know she had alopecia? What he, as David Spade said, comedians don't have medical charts. Very good. Good tweet yep. about what happened. Yep. I could talk
3: about this for three hours today, seriously. Yeah, because the people that jumped the gun, assuming that everybody in the world is supposed to know she has alopecia, <laughs> including Chris Rock, and you didn't, by the way, either. You scrambled to Google.com to look it up. Sure, I yeah. promise you, and you, you, called, you had no
4: idea. You called it. It was ad libbed. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, right. So it was. There was a. He's very witty. Obviously, he's one of the best of all time. There was a chance it was going to be ad libbed when he saw her with the bald head, and that's exactly what it was. The executive working, the head guy on the show for for ABC told the New York Post, uh-huh.
4: 100% not scripted. Yeah, that was ad-libbed. He apologized to Chris Rock at 5.30 our time yesterday. That's when the press release came out. Well,
3: up. he realized he and his whole team, huh. right, managers, agents, whatever, realized the Academy, they're actually having a discussion about revoking like his license or whatever it is there for the Academy. So he can no longer be a part of it. Oops, I better not do that then, huh? That was maybe a mistake? And oh, by the way, uh, other people telling the New York Post that Chris Rock had absolutely no idea she suffered from alopecia. Yeah.
4: How about, yeah. The, how about the after party? Dancing around, getting jiggy with it. Yeah,
3: right? That's another one. I still can't believe they allowed him to go up and take... What? The, the, that was one of the biggest abominations of all time by the people in that room in the academy for allow all that to happen, and then he takes the best man speech 20 minutes later on, and he's crying, talking about being a man of God, and I'm a vessel of love? Are you joking
4: me? I like in the press release, he said I'm a work in progress. Oh, my God. Numerous tweets. You're 53. (laughs) (laughs) What's the problem? Sure. Well, they were up against it with the timing, though, too. That that surreal piece of theater happened, and then what was it? Well, how many forty minutes later he you, wins the award? As I, I Jeffrey, was, yeah, I
3: should. Huh? Je- I got to go back and find the Jeffrey Ross
4: tweet. Oh, he, he's friends with him.
3: He said, uh you know, rock, he, rock. He, he called Chris Rock my idol. Oh, he goes, I'm watching my idol on national TV live out a real life nightmare for every comedian who's ever taken the stage ever, and they don't do anything about it.
4: That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, he got he got eviscerated on Twitter yesterday. I'm glad the tide turned on Will Smith, uh, and everyone saying, hey, you yeah, know. Yeah. Your wife for, fornicates outside her marriage. What, what's the problem? What, you know, what are you doing about that? Uh, this was good. Ed Barkowitz. He's been on the show many times. This is definitely a lose some. At the Borgata, they were turning away three out of every four customers. Everyone wanted to bet St. Peters, but couldn't do it. That was against Purdue. And the first day, Yes. Yes. Right, going right. back. Yeah.
3: So what we talked about yesterday, we brought up there was one book that would not allow a money line bet on St. Peters. But here's where I'm confused. They can actually book the game because they had a number on it, right? They had a point spread and a total and they had a Purdue money line. That was, no,
4: that was uh New
3: York. Oh, that was in New York. That, that was in New York. That was in New York. Yes. And not New Jersey. Right. That okay. was in New York. That's that's 10 times worse then. Yeah.
4: Where they had everything up. Well, they that oh, absolutely. That's why it's so egregious. Yeah. They knew everyone was coming over from New, from New Jersey to bet the game. Yeah, they had and they you couldn't bet St. Peter's money
3: line. Think about that for a second, folks. They were offering point spread on both sides a total on both you know over under but they only offered purdue money line and not st peter's money line yeah uh,
4: tough for business and you got to turn people away because of what happened that is too bad bad beats raptors celtics under here's what you were talking about well because everyone was out for boston the total was bet down from 220 to 209 and then the raptors were bet up from four to eight and then it goes over because of overtime the Raptors win, but don't cover, 115-112. to 112. Win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Log in and get a 20% live profit boost on the NBA every Tuesday. Learn more at com.
3: Okay, so we want some reaction from you as well. The email here is ftm at ftm for follow the money at vcin.com. We're also on Twitter at Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. On that Will Smith uh, slap of Chris Rock, We'll call this a uh, top five Tuesday and we'll do it tomorrow for power rating Wednesday. Like what are your top five Twitter moments since that app has existed or that site has existed, right? That, that to me takes the cake. Oh, what absolutely. happened Sunday night's number one Twitter moment of all time. You think so? Oh yes. Not. it's not even over it's, bin Laden. Yes. Really? Yeah. I don't recall bin Laden on Twitter. Oh, come on. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Uh had a great suggestion during the break. The, uh,
4: the Boston marathon bomber. Gold, I was tracking the whole thing on Twitter, and I was listening to reports. Uh, what do you call it?
3: The scanner. Yes. I was boarding a flight on that Friday night, and I didn't. I didn't want to go. I was gonna. I was thought about canceling my flight. Flight. I'm like, I can't. There's no way I got to see if they're gonna get this guy or not. It was all unfolding on Twitter. Yep. And then because I think the TVs in so the airport. At a gas
4: station got him over yep. here. Now they're yep. spotting Now we got to shoot out in the streets. Twitter blew got- away the actual national TV coverage that night. It yep. was so good. Yep. Can you imagine if the Bronco chase happened today? Imagine if Twitter was around for that sucker. Yeah, would well, that be? That might be number one. Oh, absolutely. That would be bigger that than whatever Sunday night. We can't. He didn't turn himself in. We can't find him. Whoop! Now he's on the highway. Yeah. Now he's in a disguise. Now he's got a gun to his head. Now we got to talk him off the ledge. Now he wants to go home. Now he wants. I can think now, of now. Uh, he, is he, what's he got? Now he's got to get out of the Bronco. Now yeah. he's going into his house. Now, I have one sports moment from like
3: 11 or 12 years ago. Twitter was still new, but it absolutely blew. I thought it was going to shut down. I thought Twitter was going to shut down when it happened. I'll tell you about that one coming up. Uh, the NBA season is heating up, and so are the specials at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Now, uh, not only can you get a 20% profit boost on all NBA waiters every Tuesday, but this Tuesday, Bet Rivers is offering a random profit boost for the Lakers and Dallas Mavericks game. Just log into Bet Rivers to see what boost you can get. Go to Bet Rivers app or visit betrivers.com and get in on the Tuesday night action. Terms and conditions apply. See their site for details. Uh, again, ftm is the email to send in your thoughts on that. Top five Twitter moments of all time. And uh, we will get into the, tonight's hockey card coming up next. And a few notes on Villanova's, uh, Villanova's deep tournament run since 2016.
0: The Sports Betting Network.
4: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams? Bet Rivers has you covered. They've launched a series of City casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. City Cast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington DC. Subscribe to your local City Cast wherever you get your podcast.
3: We were talking, like, top top five Twitter moments of all time based on what happened Sunday night at the Oscars. I'll throw out some, some like, uh, moments that we had in sports and in games. How about the fail Mary on that Monday night
4: up in Seattle with the replacement refs, Packers and yeah. the Seahawks? Couldn't believe it. Incredible. Uh, Stanford Steve, if he's listening, can tweet. I believe it was the highest-rated sports center that night with Van Pelt. I, I think it still it might be back. to this day. Yeah, had to go back and see it. Had to watch the— uh, the, I mean, I remember John Clayton, who just, we just lost. on uh, Terrible news. But by, by the way, that was absolutely gutting. Yeah, I know. I mean, guys right. our age, we completely grew up with the professor. Yeah, professor oh, was God. The best. He was in the locker room at the time, and then he's looking at, at the watching the Packers watch the replay. Like you gotta be bleeping me. Yep. One official is puts his hands up for <laughs> touchdown. The other guy's going like this. Yes, touchback. Right, a fail mary. Incredible. And there was like oh. little to zero doubt that it should not have been ruled. It was an interception. Yeah, right. Ridiculous. A touchdown on for the Seahawks. And you had to rush back home and watch the press call. What's Aaron Rodgers going to say? What the hell just happened? Uh, yeah. By the way,
3: another one involving Seattle, because why not? Like every game they've ever played, something crazy happens. <laughs> the I mean, Twitter during the end of the Super Bowl, when they never gave the ball to Marshawn Lynch, and they threw the ball, and then it's like, oh, what happened there? Is it picked off? And it took like two seconds to realize,
4: oh, uh, yeah, that's picked off. They threw the ball yep. and never gave it to Lynch. That had everything. The curse catch on, on his back. And then you have the, right, was that, did they audible? What happened there? What are they doing? Why didn't they run the ball? Yep. Like, oh, it's intercepted. We were, everybody was in disbelief. Sure.
3: Because it's got to be bang, bang when this stuff happens, right? Yep. Uh, and one more in the um, the early days of Twitter, when Tebow hit Demarius Thomas on the first play against the Steelers.
4: The overtime walk-off?
3: Yeah. Pittsburgh, okay. Yep. Because I can remember I was uh, getting a ride in a car at the time and I could not watch the game live and
4: I was on Twitter and it just it was I thought it was going to break that was an unfortunate time I know we're in the toy department that was a a weird time to do sports talk radio there were people who thought that guy was better than Tom Brady I thought he was the best quarterback in the league. Oh, he wins games. Oh yeah, Yeah. It was divine intervention. How it, they were pulling games out of their butt every single
3: Sunday. Right, right. He doing. would do. He would do nothing for fifty eight minutes, right. and it would be all defense and special teams, and then yes. somehow they'd get the ball at the six yard line. Oh, yeah. no, he does it again.
4: Right. Now he did play well in that game throwing, but it's like then the next week they played the Patriots and they lost by fifty. Yep. But it was just like, there, he's throwing for 60 yards and they're winning the game. Oh, Tebow's a, unbelievable, this guy. There were people who thought he was a top five quarterback. Yeah. Like, what are you watching? Yep. Uh, well, delusional.
3: Pe- there was a debate in Denver after they got Manning about oh, yeah. people. It was still lingering in the Broncos,
4: like in their fan base. Like, I don't know about this Peyton Manning guy. That was not X's and O's. That was about religion. What that was. Yep. It was, a, yeah. He's Great in the community. He, Gives people hope, all this. Well, he can't throw a 10-yard out. Who cares? How about LeBron's block versus the Warriors? Good one.
3: Uh, and the Cubs, Chasing them down, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. I thought it was going to snap that night, too. And when the Cubs won the World Series, good one by Dustin, our producer, because not only that whole series with the home run and the way that they won it, but then just to see what it meant to you know 90-year-old Cubs fans who wanted to see
4: this yeah. For 75 years, and like then... Our, it's like our friends in Nesson when the Red Sox finally won it. Yeah. But you get all these stories about families... Oh, 100%. My dad wasn't able to see this, or so-and-so, yep. and yeah.
3: And then when the Cubs won it... Well, when the when the Red Sox first won in 2004, like, this did not, it didn't exist yet. But when the Cubs did, it certainly, uh, you know, was around. And then you saw, like, the Cubs fan base, because of their games being on WGN when this generation was so young and watched all their games, yeah. right? Huge I mean, Superstation,
4: yeah. Of course. I watched so, every game. So then
3: you saw people flying the flag from all over the world. Like, I live in Argentina. Huge Cubs fan. Bam. There mm-hmm. you go. Good call. I just climbed this mountain and put up the W. Whatever.
4: ftm at is the email. Good job by Dave Tooley today. Well, as always, you can read him every morning. Uh, Dave Tooley does a great job with uh, Tooley's takes and the view from Vegas. He's been right hot with picks. He's sitting on, he's on a 70% run. But he's been big on the first period overs in hockey. Uh he does like Montreal, Florida over one and a half. But it's a good article today because he's pointing out about how important it is to bet these early. Because for, not only can you get carried away with the juice, like do it early morning or the night before. DraftKings got a dollar seventy, bet MGM has 155. Uh, that was last night. The Panthers are the number one first period over team at 46 and 19. Not only will the juice get carried away, you might see the books go to two then. Oh, yeah. So right. you might forget about one and a half. You might have to then try to go over two as well, and your win it becomes a push. So it's a good article today, and Thule is hot, but read them uh, every morning up there as well, yep. at Visa.com.
3: Now, I know you said that you're in the penalty box after last night,
4: Yeah, but do you like anything here early this morning, or nothing sticks out? Well, I mean, it, it, look, yeah, I see what Dallas is laying. Anaheim's lost nine in a row, but uh, that, that's a big price. The Pittsburgh game's intriguing. It's going to be Igor. They've won two in a row now, and Igor played well, Whatever I think it was Friday night when the Rangers jumped on him and scored three in the first five minutes, and then Pittsburgh wins 11-2. to I, I, I think I would look over in the Ranger-Penguin game. Uh, that's a tough call. Maybe small lean to Pittsburgh. They did beat them one uh the meeting before the uh, shootout when the Rangers took him out, no problem. But other than that, nothing jumps out. But you got the big one at night with Calgary and, uh, and Colorado. Yep. But they both know they're going to win the division, so huge favorites there, too. Maybe I could see and that wild game Saturday. Calgary beats Edmonton 9-5. to
3: Well, I think that you look at this game right between the Flames and the Avalanche to maybe get an idea what the series price might be if they meet in the playoffs because the Flames are around a dollar ten today in this game. So clearly the Avalanche will be favorite, as we all know, in that series, but they're not going to be a big favorite. It's not going to no. be astronomical. No. Because the Flames' power rating now is, you know, pretty damn close to what Colorado is showing.
4: Yeah. Well, it's a big one to start the card too. Not only that Ranger game, but the Bruins are at home against Toronto, and the Bruins have won four in a row. Uh, File this away for what it's worth. The Bruins are 15 one and one on Saturdays. Uh, but you look at all these games. You got a six and a half. Look look how many six and a halves you have now. Um, and that's what Thule likes to play. First period overs when he sees a six and a half as well. Right. Because yeah. yeah, bad math. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's um but that, that's a that's a big game too and I was I would lean the Bruins yeah in that one at home against Toronto
3: okay uh by the way some notes on the final four and we'll talk to Matt humans coming up in about seven eight minutes we'll get his best bets on the two games that we have on Saturday uh, I went back and looked at Villanova's runs um in 2016 2018 when they won national titles but also they got bounced you know a few times in between there early on in 2016 when they won the title over North Carolina I mean they were clubbing teams they beat Number 3 seed Miami, ninety-two sixty-nine. Kansas was the one seed. They got them 64-59. They beat Oklahoma that year, the two seed in the Final Four, 95-51. Remember the game? I had a viewing party for it here in Las Vegas. It was, mm-hmm. it was just a bloodbath, obviously. And then North Carolina by three in the championship game. They lost in the second round as a one seed in 2017. And then that run in 2018 that they had, which we cannot forget about how good that team was i mean they're right there in the last 20 years as being the one, uh, one of the best teams in the in that span they beat fifth seeded west virginia 90 to 78 texas tech 71 59 they were the three seed they beat one seed kansas 95 79 it was never a game God. destroyed them and then in the title game 79 62 over michigan who was awesome in the tournament that year.
4: When you're on a 19-4 and 4 ATS run in the tournament, a 6-0 and 0 will certainly help on your way to winning the championship. I would uh,
3: put it this way. The number would not be where it is right now if they did not have the injury to Moore. I mean, we all know that. But I would not only like Villanova against Kansas if Moore were, if he was healthy. I would like him to win the game. I think Jay Wright could get it done again. But Moore is such a huge injury. I don't, I don't see it happening. Well, sure.
4: What Kansas team am I going to get to? The one that went through the motions in the first half? Or was awesome and blow? I mean, come on. They were down at the half and won by 26. That, that second was incredible. half oh, was credible. nuts. Or also struggled with Creighton. You know, that's a one-point game late, and they get the turnover and the dunk. Mm-hmm. So
3: I got to be honest. Uh, up until that second half against Miami, Kansas did not have a good tournament. They were winning games. They also had weak competition, but they sure. were struggling to put these teams away. Right. The Creighton game. the Pro- Providence... Shot, I mean, they had an unbelievably bad shooting game that day. And they took the lead in the second half. Mm-hmm. They couldn't hit anything. And then Kansas pulled away a little bit, didn't cover, but they got the win. And now that second half, it's like, okay, this is the Kansas team that we've watched plenty of times so far in the season, and they look great. But that that injury, I do, I'm starting to become one of the guys uh, looking towards the under in that game. Because when you look overall at pace with Villanova anyway, it's super slow. And if they have five guys, isn't this going to be, don't they kind of try to want to attack it like they did against Houston? Low-scoring game like that, see if they can walk away with a victory?
4: Kansas will want to run, though. Get it up and down. I think so. But that's, yeah, yeah, right, what if someone gets in foul trouble? Mm -hmm. Sure. Take the air out of the ball. All right, so follow
3: the money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. By the way, we're getting plenty of reaction on this. Kobe. Kobe. Ah, God. Yep. yep. Excellent. Yep. For top five Twitter moments, yep. yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Matt Humans on the program coming up next. How is he betting the Final Four and uh, his golf bets for this week? Who does he like? Who is he betting? We'll find out coming up next here on Follow the Money. It's v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Follow the money on v the sports betting network. Wendy's baby, I went yesterday. The breakfast bacon eaters, the truth. Oh, is it good. Every day, choose from their stack starting lineup. The seasoned potatoes. Oh, that's another one. Pleasantly surprised by the, oh, those are awesome. God, are they good. Your turn today, buddy. Breakfast Baconator, croissants, the coffee, save room for the OJ, the perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru. Pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. In and out in two seconds, right? No shenanigans. Love it. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Great job at the drive-thru. Excellent food. I'm not saying this
3: because it's on the screen and it's part of the uh, package here at Wendy's. The uh, simply orange juice is my favorite, like readily available orange juice I've ever had. Good car, it's great. I'm yeah. like day one. Uh, <laughs> Matt humans joins the program now. What do you like it, Matt, as well? The orange juice?
6: Not a big orange juice guy, but uh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I was at Wendy's uh, eight thirty yesterday morning. I did not see Paul Howard there, so it might have been different Wendy's.
3: Yeah, I'm assuming. Did you go with the, <laughs> the baconator?
6: I did. I go with the baconator. Those potatoes are really good. Underrated. Yes, they are. Uh, Much better than the Wendy's fries, which are garbage, but uh, that's a different story. I I still think that uh, Wendy's does most things really well.
3: Okay, so let's get into how you're betting the Final Four. You do have futures on Duke on a couple of different tickets at different prices and also Kansas. So you are obviously going to take those into consideration when you bet these games, I would suspect. Um, Let's begin with the Kansas game then and that injury to Justin Moore. How big that is? How are you approaching this game?
6: Yeah, it's interesting. I have futures on Kansas at 18 to one and 20 to one. So I really don't want to bet Kansas in this game. It's um, pretty obvious, but I don't want to count Villanova out either. I think a lot of times in sports betting, you want to buy on bad news and you, you have to be careful not to overreact when uh, a key player goes down. In this case, it's really short shorthanded uh, Wildcats team. Justin Moore, very important part of that team. And Jay Wright was only playing six guys. And now he's going to play uh, five and then a couple uh, couple reserves who rarely saw minutes before that. So it's going to be tough. But I think the way Villanova is going to adjust here is by playing a slower tempo. Now, obviously, Villanova is a really slow-tempo team anyway. If you look at Kim Pomeroy's website, the adjusted tempo ratings, which uh, I do pay attention to, Villanova is number 345 in the country. That's slower than Houston, slower than St. Mary's. And the one thing you want to do against Kansas is limit transition opportunities. They have a lot of guards who want to get out and run. And uh, that's when the Jayhawks are at their best in an open court type of game. So I think Jay Wright, being the great coach he is, is going to say, hey, we got to limit transition. We're going to make this a half-court game. We're going to try to beat them with our half-court execution, our free throw shooting, which is uh, number one in the nation, and try to keep this a tight, low-scoring type of game. So what that leads me to here is uh, playing – Kansas-Villanova under the total of 133. And um, I might make a small bet on Villanova if this number gets to five. I think it might this week just because I have to hedge a little bit on Kansas at 18 or 20 to one. And I really don't want to hedge. I think Kansas is going to win the game, so I'd prefer not to do that. But I'm trying to be careful here not to count Villanova out because I think so many people are right now.
3: Yep. I think you're spot on. And I said a little earlier, I, in fact, I would like Villanova um, probably to win the game if Moore didn't get hurt. But, oh, well, that's that's what happens in this right. stuff. Um, and then Duke <laughs> against North Carolina here. And again, you and I both have. And I, I was encouraging people throughout the entire year, look, I mean, you might want to get down a little bit on Duke to win this title um, for various reasons. But you did. So then how do you, what do you do here now in this game? How are you going to bet it?
6: You know, this is really interesting because I go back to November on this when I was writing a... Uh, uh, preseason power ratings column for Point Spread Weekly. I ranked uh, Kansas number one, and I had Gonzaga, I think, number three at that point. Uh, pretty much everybody in the world had Gonzaga number one. Ken Palm has had Gonzaga number one the entire season. I'm not really sure why, because uh, the Zags lost to Duke on a neutral court in Vegas. Uh, they got run off the court by Alabama and Seattle. Uh, You know, they lost by 10 at St. Mary's. I'm not really sure why Gonzaga's rating remained so high throughout the season, why so many people thought the Zags, even respected odds makers thought the Zags were four or five points better than the number two team in the country. I never had that rating. I I called Gonzaga a phony favorite on the odds board. And I also thought at the time, uh, I I know you had the same thought that uh, Duke had the talent to win the whole thing. Uh, You got five players who projected to be NBA first round picks. Um, I still, at that point, I think I power rated Duke number eight in the country. Um, but then you watch Duke against Gonzaga and said, hey, this team could beat anyone. I, I bet Duke in the futures a 10 to one and 12 to one throughout the season. Several, several different tickets. I think I've got at least six different futures bets on them that I made throughout the season. Just uh, when, when I thought, well, Coach K... He's got a chance to go out on top. It's going to make me physically ill when it happens. So I might as well profit off my misery uh, when he does win the thing. But at the same time, I thought Duke was good enough to win the thing. Uh, So what what do I do here? I'm not quite sure. I like Duke to win this game. I think, uh, Mitch, I texted you when Texas, uh, excuse me, when Gonzaga went down to Arkansas. I said, Duke's going to the title game. It's going to happen. That was right before the Texas Tech game. Yep. And uh, I still believe that it's kind of like when you're watching a movie and about halfway through, you know what the ending's going to be. And um, this is not going to be an easy game against Carolina. I'm not going to dismiss uh, the Tar Heels here, but I think uh, the writing's on the wall that uh, Duke is just a little bit better. And Coach K is going to get revenge for that game and Cameron Indoor, his goodbye party that got crashed by the Tar Heels on March 5th when they lost that game. 94-81, uh, to 81. I think that uh, I think Duke is going to get revenge here in this spot. They're slightly more talented, I think, in about every spot. Jeremy Roach is really a talented point guard, kind of like a poor man's Kyrie Irving. you got versatile wings, Paolo Benchero, A.J. Griffin, Wendell Moore, and Mark Williams has really become a force inside, a physical force, and I think he's going to be a key because he's going to be able to contain Armando Baycott, had 34 points and 37 rebounds combined in the past two games. Carolina's a, a three-point shooting team, a little bit volatile, 40 for 113 in the tournament. That's 35%, basically breaks down to 10 for 28 per game, but they run hot and cold from three. And I think uh, Banchero's really stepped up his game here in the uh, in the tournament. I think uh, he's, uh, he's lifted his game to another level, and he's going to probably going to be the best player on the floor. Saturday night in this game. So, you know, if you go back to March, Duke was an 11 11 and a half point home favorite against North Carolina. I think that number was a little bit inflated. I know Richie Bacheleri said his number at that time was nine or nine and a half. Coach K's uh, finale caused that number to be a little bit inflated. I thought this number was going to open four or five. So it's right there in that range. Uh, I don't really want to hedge the Duke futures because I still got Kansas on the other side. So I'm not going to bet Carolina, uh, but I like Duke to win this game. I think minus 185 is a fair money line price. I'm going to ask you guys. um, I think this is the most hyped final four semifinal since Duke UNLV in 1991. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was when the rebels rolled in. They had that 45 game win streak. They beat Duke by 30 in the title game the year before. And Duke won the rematch 79-77. I think Coach K is going to win this rematch, too. Can you guys think of a, a semi that's been more hyped uh, since 1991 than this one?
4: That's a good call. What if it was St. Mary's? Close? What's that? What if it was Duke-St. Mary's? Or St. Peter's, excuse me. St. Peter's. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: Duke-St. Peter's. I think Duke would beat St. Peter's by... Uh, 25 like North Carolina did. I don't even think it would be close. Purdue had the exact wrong game plan against St. Peter's, and North Carolina yeah. was smart to get out and run and uh, let the guards and wings initiate the offense instead of dumping it down into the low post. So Purdue had the wrong game plan. Carolina got it right. Duke would have got it right, too. Duke has the number one offense in the nation in efficiency on Ken Palm, too.
4: That would have been nuts, though, because you would have cashed 1,000-1 to 1 to win the region, and yeah. then to win the whole thing was in play, and people would love betting the underdog as well. Uh, not, a minute, one right. minute, would you play in the Texas mm-hmm. Open?
6: All right, I got one long shot here I like. and It's uh, Charlie Hoffman, former UNLV player. He's, he's actually won this tournament uh, a couple of times. Actually, no, he won this tournament in 2016. The last two times it was played, he finished second. And uh, he's got three second place finishes, a win, and a third. He's not in great form right now. It's sixty five to one at Circa. I think he's a live long shot here in the Texas Open. I also played Abraham Answer twenty to one, Uh, Corey Connors twenty to one. Connors won this two years ago. And uh, Maverick McNeely at 30 to 1. He's trying to qualify for the Masters. That's a guy who's been very close to winning recently. So I think Charlie Hoffman's your live long shot here at 65 to 1.
3: Very cool. Matt, thanks for the time as always. We appreciate it. Good luck. All
6: right, you bet. Thanks. Can Thank
3: you can catch Matt every single day on the edge at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, right here on Vison The first hour of Follow the Money is brought to you exclusively by Bet Rivers. Your hometown sports book. Get a 20% live profit boost on the NBA every Tuesday. It must be 21 plus. Offer is not valid in all areas. Check betrivers.com for full offer details and rules. Top five Twitter moments in history. Uh, what would they be? We're getting unbelievable suggestions, great ones in sports and non sports as we roll along here on a Tuesday on Beeson.
0: If you dare.